What is good, ladies and gentlemen? This is episode 60 of your mom's favorite threesome, and we're back. We took a week off to let the uh, week zero of college football sink in. Uh, wanted to go ahead and let that breathe, but we're back here today to break down official week one uh, coming up. Uh, this will be your preview episode of everything that's going on this weekend. We're going to talk a little bit of baseball, a um, little entertainment, a couple other little things that are going on in the world. But uh, before we get to all that, I wanted to start the show by saying we have a new venue, boys. We're, uh, we do. A new home for the podcast. Uh, looks a little different. Looks a little familiar, though. Um, it's, it's also not as loud. Yeah, not as loud. That's <laughs> that's for sure. We should definitely have some better sound here. Uh, but we're uh, sitting in my old room, to be exact. Now Antoine's uh, holy grail apartment. His man right. cave. My man cave. Yeah. yeah. I like what you've done with the place. Uh, you know, it's many fond memories up here. Uh, he's a, he's like, especially in this area right yeah, over right, here. Not, not so much <laughs> right. here or here, but like right here. This specific yeah. area. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, looks really nice up here. I like what you've done. It is good. It is nice. And, uh, going to be a good, uh, good place to record here. So, uh, how'd you guys, uh, you guys have a good weekend? I know we're what Tuesday now I lived my entire day today as like it was Monday. I've been so off since thinking we're doing the podcast tonight. I was like, Oh, it's Monday. And yeah, it screwed up a lot of things in the beginning of the morning <laughs> thinking it was Monday, but it's Tuesday. So, uh, a little late, but how was the weekend? It was good, man. Uh, I actually uh, was able to have Saturday off, so I pretty Ooh. much just did absolutely nothing. Nice. Watched a little bit of football, but did absolutely nothing. Uh, so it was pretty cool. I uh, filled in for a friend. Uh, they had he had his a softball team draft, but one of the guys couldn't make it. Uh, late minute change, so they asked me to fill in for him, and uh, draft went good. I was pretty hammered. By the by, the end of it, and what do you uh, mean softball league draft, like well, like fantasy football draft, oh, okay. like softball team. It's Tony's teams, their Soft, softball okay. team draft. You said that the other day. You're at softball draft. I was like, are they like drafting guys onto a softball team? Yeah, we're just out of Carl Smith, just like sitting there, like. I was so confused. I was like, I have no idea what he's talking about. No, it was a fantasy football draft, and they do things a little bit differently. It's yeah. actually kind of unique because uh, what it is is you literally. It, it's not like Yahoo or. Um, it's an offline draft, and basically they have all these rules uh, for when you draft. You know, obviously you can't research someone when you go up there. See, because if they are taken and you research them, you have to drink like a full beer, and then you get still get. <laughs> then you got to pick your next pick. They had some pretty funky rules, but they also do a super flex with quarterbacks. So quarterbacks numbers are like inflated. Oh, okay. so like quarterbacks were taken very quickly. Oh, good. Yeah, but uh, overall, it was a lot of fun. They're uh, they're a good group of guys and gals. So very nice, very nice. Well, I mean, still f that league, right? <laughs> oh, it's Flavor Town all the way. Flavor Town all. I the mean, way. it's Flavor Town all the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had a <clears throat> I had another draft this weekend, and I like to think that it went pretty well. Um, By the way, I ran a couple guys that night that are uh, part of that league, and uh, they seem to think you <laughs> didn't care too much for your draft. I'm. So I, I'm still really confused because like I got a lot of hate on my uh, on my team and they're like oh yeah because this is the this is the league I won last year mm-hmm. so automatically there's a lot of hate already walking into the building I showed up in a blazer and uh, sunglasses and uh, with the trophy letting them know who uh, who Daddy was 
And, um, yeah, I had the fifth pick, which just put me in a really weird spot. It's a keeper league, too. So I was able to keep a couple dudes. Um, I had uh, Leonard Fournette, uh, Jamar Chase, and Aaron Rodgers, who I kept. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, so, and I got the I got the fifth pick, so I got Najee Harris. Nice. So I'm set. I felt pretty good about my two running backs there, and uh, obviously having Jamar Chase, uh, you know, maybe a top five receiver here. Um, now it was just to kind of time to put that all together. Came back around. I got Tyreek Hill. Um, so Jeez. Chase and Hill feel pretty good about. It's just after that, there's a little bit of a drop off. Okay. Uh, you know, we got to put some things together. You guys will be happy to know that uh, I did go ahead and pick uh, Odell Beckham up off uh, off of waivers last or two nights ago. Antoine is uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, kind of going to need him to get back because I, I need some depth in the wide receiver position. Uh, I kind of screwed myself on that one a little bit, um, but yeah, it I mean, was you still got really two two good greats. Yeah, two good running backs and yeah. two yeah, receivers two and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. So who you got? Who you got a tight end? Uh, tight end, I've got a uh, Fairmuth from the Steelers. That's a good one. Um, and I also got um, what's his name, uh, Gerald Everett. Um, kind of big on him just because I think him going into the Chargers in a pass happy offense, I think he could have some success there. Yeah, so. definitely. So, so we'll see. The team I mean, sounds good. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, mean I, nice I, I was happy with that. L- listen to this real quick. The the guy I'm, I'm playing week one, it's actually Ethan's dad, which is funny. Um, but he's it, like I said, it was a keeper league, mm-hmm. so he got to keep Swift. Yeah. Um, and he got to keep someone else. Who was it? Someone else that really helps him for week or er, to to kind of start out. But he's got Joe Burrow at quarterback. He drafted Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, AJ Brown, Elijah Moore, George Kittle, Juju, Harrison Butler, and the Colts defense. You got a pretty nasty little lineup right there. I think uh, so. It's gonna be tough sledding for you, week one. Yeah, week one. It's a. Uh, I've got a couple of tough matchups week one. Not just this league, but another <laughs> one that. Oh yeah, we will get to that. Uh, that starts <laughs> next week. Every day, I'm just like looking at it. I like, look at it and I just I don't know what it is. <laughs> You're the points for you just keep like steadily just by the littlest amount. It's like dwindling a little bit. I'm like, what's going on? So and yet they still they still basically like coin flip yep. their predictions are so. Yep. So we'll see. I'm I'm excited. It's fantasy football season. It's college football week. You know, I woke up Monday morning. I go, you know what? The Oklahoma Sooners play this week. How bad can life really be? So uh, let's get right into it because college football started this past weekend. Um, watched a little. Didn't watch it. Didn't get to watch a ton because I am still moving. So there was a lot of things I had going on, plus to the draft. But I did watch basically the whole Nebraska Northwestern game. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you what. After that first drive by Nebraska, I was ready to declare them national champions. That was an incredible first drive. I was just like, <laughs> this team, wow. That offense looked absolutely fantastic that first drive. And I was like, not only are they going to blow out Northwestern, but this is a team that OU's got to see in a few weeks. And I was like, we could be in some real trouble. Not saying that we may not still be, but the fact that, Northwestern was able to figure it out defensively and slow them down, make me feel a little better. But yeah, um, after that, Nebraska went just straight to hell, and uh, <laughs> Frost is absolutely on the hot seat. If he wasn't on the hot seat before, that seat is not just hot; it's like a seat warmer. It's boiling. Yeah, I mean, it is absolutely just on <clears throat> fire. 
um, because that can't happen. You know, those games played in Dublin, your fans absolutely showed out getting there. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were just so many Nebraska fans there. Uh, you know, everybody's excited. Like I said, that first drive gave the, the team life. Um, but honestly, another big part of this, got to give a shout-out to Northwestern for figuring it out. And I said this jokingly, but I kind of mean it, especially if you watch the game, you'll know what I'm talking about. The MVP of that game was the punter. <laughs> the punter for Northwestern kept putting Nebraska in the absolute worst spots to where they were going to have to drive 98 yards, 94 yards. I mean, they kept putting him down where, although that Nebraska offense looked really good, that's a lot That's a lot to ask from your offense. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I, I, I was impressed with Nebraska for a little bit, but that onside kick was a, just an awful idea. They, Nebraska had all the momentum. The onside kick it. Northwestern gets it and lets no, the Northwestern right back in the game. Yeah, uh, that's where I think uh, Northwestern's MVP is Scott Frost. Um, you go up 11, you have all the momentum, and, like, I, I I have no problem with some teams taking chances, but it's been clear at this point that Northwestern is able to move the ball on you pretty well. Um, they controlled the line of scrimmage. Uh, they gave they, – they had no pressure on uh, Holinsky all game, the defensive line for Nebraska. I mean, Northwestern's offensive line just kicked the shit out of them. And so – you being up eleven, they still have they still had a chance, and you give them a short field to move down pretty quickly and score and make it a four point game, and then it just lets them right back. It just gets everything that you've just built up. It lets them right back in to get confident, and then of course, like you said, they figured out Nebraska pretty well. Um, Casey Thompson, you know, a couple interceptions. Um, that's not going to help the cause, but. Uh, no, uh, I give all the credit in the world to Northwestern because I agree with you. When I saw Nebraska come out and just right off the bat go right down the field, I mean that passing offense looks fantastic. Looked fantastic. I was like, yeah, this team, uh, this team looks like uh, the team that everybody was kind of hyping up. Like this is how it's going to be. And then Northwestern just kept going, kept the kept steady, kept the pace, and you know ultimately just they got the win. I mean that Northwestern is if you look at Teams that just like look like their head coach, which is tough, gritty teams. Gritty that's word. that's Pat Fitzgerald. That's exactly who they are. They're always going to take his attitude, his you know what he brings to the team. That's everything they're going to show. Now, do I think Northwestern is going to be a very good team this year? I absolutely do not. I mean, but they're not a bad football program. Either. They're not. No, no, no. They're, the type they're of not a bad football like program. Upset but upset somebody. Just, yeah. AKA first first game. So yeah, they came out and they did the, exactly what you know. Nebraska, what one Nebraska did need to happen, and two what Northwestern has done a few times in the past. Again, as an OU fan, I do not expect that Nebraska team to be the one they face September seventeenth. I think they'll be better than that. But uh, this is not exactly the way you want uh, the fifth year. Uh, Scott Frost's uh, tenure at Nebraska to go. Oh, no. Terrible start. Uh, better, I mean, not only put some strengths and wins together, but better figure a lot out pretty quick because, yeah, you could very well be sitting at, what, uh, one and two pretty quickly. Well, they got North so They got North Dakota, uh, what, this week? They got North Dakota and then Georgia Southern. That's so right. okay. they could be so two, two, and two. Two, and, two and one right? And but before I mean, going into yeah, OU. Right. But, but you would rather them be – Three and zero. 
Oh, Obviously, 100%. Nebraska, you'd be right up to be 3-0 and going into that OU game. I, mean, so. I, w- I would think what Nebraska was thinking this year was, you know, not only to be 3-0 and going into the OU game, but to give OU a run for their money again like they did last year. Mm-hmm. You know, it will be at Nebraska. You know, you, you lean on your fans a little bit to kind of give OU some trouble, especially with a very, um, you know, newly put-together to team. Um, you know, and maybe – you know, shock the world kind of thing and mm-hmm. knock off OU and, and uh, you know, continue and compete in the, the Big Ten. And here you go. You lose your ga- first game of the season, and uh, you're like, man, we've, uh, we're off to a rocky start. So they've got some things to figure out. Um, mostly the other games wasn't much to, to be crazy about. You know, I, I, watched, um, I watched game day. Uh, I watched the Fox Big Noon kickoff. Um, you know, it was just nice to kind of see the storylines, hear about football again. Yeah. Uh, one thing I will say, and I mean, it was a, a video going around. Um, Corso, this has to be his last year. If they let that man <laughs> go, I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. they're already trying to limit what he can do. But he, there was a there was a moment during the pod or during the. Uh, uh, show where he went full Biden, and I don't even know what the hell he was saying. Like he was just like slurring words and just like had, didn't have a point to what he was trying sure. to do. And they were just like, ah, this is bad. You they know? have to be finding an end game for Corso. Yeah. I mean, a nice send off, something. I mean, obviously, if it keeps going like it did Saturday. Yeah, uh, for him. Then it was that bad. Oh, bad. I mean, well, there it, yeah. It's been bad the last few years. This isn't the first uh, first you know time it's happened, but it was bad to the point where you. He's just old. I mean, he's. I think he's like eighty. He's got to be in his eighties. Eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. Holy hell! Yeah, ESPN's, I think at this point they just need to have his man come out. Well, whenever, at this point he's just going to die. I mean, like, is he going to die? They're going to die on. Think, on think about how many. Think about how many college football games that man has been on. Oh, he's man. been on every one. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, he every started. One. Yeah, he yeah. was there since day one. Um, so real quick, yeah, that's crazy. Who would you like to see replace Corso? Jeez. I mean, that's that's the problem. Is they've got a really good group. I mean. I don't always agree with a lot of things that get said between all those, but I mean, Herb Street's going to lead the show. I mean, he's going to be your main go-to, and then you, I mean, you just get a, a probably a younger guy in there. You know, one name obviously that's been thrown around, which I didn't know if it was too serious at first, but I've actually seen different articles about it. But Dusty Dvorak is an option. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's already set up with ESPN. I mean, it would be a pretty easy move. I think a lot of people really like him. Uh-huh. Um, so I think he's a big one. As far as you look at other big names, I mean, you just start looking around. Fox is starting to eat everyone up. So it's kind of tough. I mean, you're going to have to throw a lot of money at a, at a bigger name to try to get to come in to fill those shoes. Uh, but they have such a good core. I think you can probably just bring in. You know, ex-coach, um, you know, guy who already is in the system, like a Dusty Dvorak, and, uh, you know, fill that shoes. Because, of course, he's not really leading the show <coughs> anymore. He's just, you know, your guy who um, – He's almost a glorified mascot. Exactly. Exactly. Literally. He's about to be weekend at Corso's. We, we <laughs> wait for him to do <laughs> – we wait for him to do the headdress and, you know, everything at the end and – but that that's about it because I mean he's not bringing much else to the table. ESPN, I thought they had the replacement a few years back. They had Mac Brown on 
there. Yeah. I thought Mac would have been a perfect replacement for Lee Corso. Once again, he's like seventy. Yeah, but I mean, Mac has still got the. I mean, you obviously Mac still got the juice because he's back in coaching. I mean, the recruiting is impressive too. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, no, there's something there too. Yeah, but uh, you're right. A few years ago when he was, I think that would have made sense. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I mean, I think as the years year goes on, Corso will make more mistakes, mm-hmm. and there will be more talk about it and. Uh, names will start to heat up. Uh, who they're There's already person. talk about it, man. They, they, they. I think they're just trying to keep him on there because he's so iconic. To well, I know, but at some point when you're ruining your product, <laughs> yeah, no, you yeah, no kidding, yeah, you I mean, definitely like, need to step away. I think they need to have him more on the sideline. Yeah, you know? I mean, there's a point where, like, I was watching, I go, eh, I'm gonna turn it to the Fox uh, broadcast. Yeah, and, and started watching that. So not the Fox broadcast. Uh, the really, the only thing I wanted to mention. I mean, speaking of North Carolina and uh, Mac Brown, I mean, mm-hmm. they obviously uh, good, strong win right out the gate. Yep. Uh, Florida State, nice win. Utah State thought they were going to beat UConn a little uh, worse than eleven points, but mm-hmm. they pick up the dub. Um, but then, you know, the one that really uh, kind of hurt. Yeah. Was uh, Vanderbilt Hawaii. Um, quickly, a lot of people got on this train and was buying into that uh, plus eight from Hawaii, and um, they were going to need plus fifty four to win this one because it was sixty three to ten, and Vanderbilt absolutely uh, shut that down. Throttle. So, yeah, absolutely throttle. Uh, Vanderbilt looked, you know, obviously SEC, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the the bottom of the barrel, but SEC. And they, they clearly took that to heart and went in there and did what they were supposed to do. Yeah, um, shout-out to Mike Wright, the quarterback yeah. for the uh, for Vanderbilt. Dude put up 146 to the air, but a 163 on the ground, uh, four touchdowns. I mean, Vanderbilt as a whole ran for 404 yards. I mean, they just they just took it to Hawaii. Um, Timmy Chang's got a uh, – he's got a long ways to go to get Hawaii back to, you know, I'm thinking going to be good. Uh, Hawaii is probably going to be one of the worst teams in college football this year. Um, but uh, again, not taking away from Vanderbilt because these are going to be there's going to be few and far between wins this season with them being in the SEC. So they need to soak up uh, the ones they can get and uh, really enjoy them. Get a little confidence. Yep. It was funny. Week zero to me was really quickly like it was exciting. Like I said, it was cool like w- waking up and watching game day and all that. But it quickly became like the preseason of NFL for me. Bro, I was just about yeah, yeah. Like, like, makes total sense. You're yeah. so excited. It's like oh, football's here. Da, 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 and you're just like, okay, let's get to the real stuff. It just it just don't hit. It, it doesn't oh, no. hit the same. No, bro. absolutely not. Because listen to this. Thursday this week is the first slate of Week One games. And I'm just going to name some of the, the few that are on here because there's a, quite a few games on Thursday night. you got Central Michigan OSU, which we'll break down in a second. West Virginia Pitt. Which I think might be the best the, one of the night. I'd say the rematch. You know, the great, great uh, – Backyard Bowl. Yep, Backyard Bowl. Um, you've got uh, Penn State-Purdue, which low-key is going to be a really good game. I, yes, I, I agree with that, yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, there's a lot to happen there. Um where was the other one I had marked here? I mean, cover the Friday. You got Western Michigan, Michigan State. Yep. You got uh, uh, TCU, Colorado, Illinois, who got a week one win. Uh, Indiana. I mean, those are those are low-key kind of entertaining games. Kansas, Tennessee Tech. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. That should be like a flag football game. <laughs> they should just play week one flag football. Um, no, like I said, man, there, there's a lot of 
really interesting games for a Thursday Friday uh, slate. I agree. But, uh, let's obviously start with OSU. Um, you know, a lot going into this season to where uh, a lot of questions, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Yep. Um, you kind of know what you're going to get offensively. Um, you know, bringing back a <clears throat> veteran quarterback, uh, an offense that no, basically every year finds a way to produce. Mm-hmm. Um, but defensively, you know, losing your defensive coordinator, losing all the studs that they had last year on on defense. Uh, what kind of do you? What do you want to see from OSU? Obviously, they're playing Central Michigan, a team that they are twenty-one and a half point favorite should win this game, right? I mean, pretty easy. Yeah, should be no question. But what do you need to see from OSU for Week One? I want to see. I want to see consistency. I want to see. Uh, obviously, they're play, like you said. They're playing Central Michigan, so they're gonna. Ha- they shouldn't have you know been a number twelve ranked team. They shouldn't have that the hard time at all. Right, go out there and be consistent. I don't want to see you have a tough time with Central Michigan. I don't want it to be a close game. Go out there, play consistent, see, find an identity against this team. I feel like these type of games, you can kind of find your identity because uh, you're not you're you're not expected to go out there and have a tough game. So find an identity and, and put your foot on our throat. Right, you're the number twelve team. You guys said it. You guys think they're a little overranked. So they need to go out there and they need to prove that they should be in that that, that spot. Uh, like you said, they're bringing back a veteran quarterback, so he should be able to go out there, see everything that's going on on the field. There should be no issues. Is this his fifth year? This is his, yeah, his fifth this year. This is his fifth year? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he's expected to go out there and perform, right? We don't want to see any rookie mistakes from him. Uh, obviously, everybody's still kind of getting their feet under him. So I expect to see a couple turnovers or a couple hitches here and there. But – uh. I think I just I just want to see them go out there, be consistent, find an identity, and and, and you know, give it to this team. I that's what I want. I agree. Uh, I mean, the thing I just I want to see is I want to see, you know, is the Spencer Sanders that played against Notre Dame going to show up against Central Michigan? Is the guy who who had four who had four hundred and ninety six all all purpose yards? All total yards in that game. Is he going to show up? The guy threw four touchdowns. Is this the guy that they're going to be getting this year, or is it going to be the same Spencer Sanders that we have seen for the last four years? The guy who threw four what four picks against uh, Baylor. Baylor. Yeah. I mean, then you turn around like so had Notre Dame. I agree with you. Consistency and at that one spot, defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I want to see who's going to step up and you know fill in for the Malcolm Rodriguez. Who's going to fill in for some of those secondary guys? Who's going to you know be the leaders of that team? Because I can tell you this right now, the defensive line I mentioned before. I think it's going to be one of the best, if not the best, defensive line in the Big Twelve. Uh, Colin Oliver, Trace Ford, Brock Martin. Those guys are going to they're going to make life easy for that secondary quite a bit. I want to see how these other guys though are going to step up. And then I want to see the playmakers on the offensive side. I want to see, you know, Brendan Presley. Is this, you know, is this his time to shine? And I want to see uh let's see here. I want to see Dominic Richardson or Jay Nixon. I mean, who's going to take over that number 1 spot from Jalen uh, Warren as running back? I just want to see I just want to see who's going to be be, be that guy. Is there anything you would uh, that OSU can do in this game for you to feel like, okay, they're probably the number 12 team or they deserve to be around that area? Or do you, or is it just it's too it's too too little of a game? It's not, you know, not a tough enough team. It's like a lose-lose situation. Yeah. I mean, if they come out and, 
you know, beat the brakes off Central Michigan, which is they're, what they're I would, they're, which they're I was actually to, would expect yeah. them to do with tw- being twelve. Then that's what they're expected. If they come out and play sluggish and don't play well against Central Michigan, then you're like, well, this is where me and Preston kind of mm-hmm. felt they were at. So it's just one of those games that you're like, oh, this is it's it's not a great spot. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think they go in there. I think they take care of business. Uh, pretty pretty good win. Um, you know, something like a 49-14, 55-14, something like that. And I think that would be a pretty good win in their book to see the offense be what they want it to be defensively, force some turnovers, do those kind of things. Because even in the years past when their defense was uh, not the best, but they've always had that kind of bend-don't-break defense to where they might give up quite a few yards, but they force turnovers. And if they can kind of get back to that football while they're rebuilding their defense, I think they'll be in good shape, and that's kind of what will be a, a win for them if they can force, you know, three turnovers, something like that. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, ultimately, yeah, 21 and a half points, I think that's a pretty easy cover for them. Yeah, I agree. I think they're going to come in and handle uh, – and you know what? I think they'll have a little bit of revenge on their mind because the last time Central Michigan came yeah. into uh, – uh, Stillwater, they uh, pulled off that Hail Mary miracle. Um, So, you know, they're going to want to make sure that they put these guys away quick and easy and then, uh, you know, call the night in Stillwater on Thursday. Mm -hmm. Yep. Pretty good good way to start football season for them. You know, um, nice game on a Thursday night. Hopefully, uh, you know, maybe class is getting canceled on Friday so you can party it up in Stillwater and enjoy your first win. I agree. Uh, West Virginia Pitt, let's get right to that game because this is a great uh, game here. Um, obviously, haven't played since. When was that? It was in oh, was it oh seven? Oh six or oh seven? Seven eight. That's where I was. Because because uh, West or Pitt beats West Virginia that keeps West Virginia out of the national title game yep. that year. So. Um, it, well, it, West think, Virginia was number two. Yeah, West Virginia yeah. got as high as number two. The Pat White, uh, Steve Slayton team. Yep. Um, that then went on to destroy Oklahoma in the Fiesta say, Bowl. Then ends up going to the Fiesta Bowl, which guess who goes? Uh, Preston goes. <laughs> I guess I got to figure this out because it was my 16th birthday. Uh, go down to <laughs> go down to yeah Phoenix, Arizona to go watch this game. Or yeah, it's Phoenix. Yeah, not is it Phoenix? Yeah, it's Phoenix or Scottsdale. Yes, it's Scottsdale. It's considered Scottsdale. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, yeah, go to the game. You know, felt pretty good. We actually, my dad and I upgraded our tickets, so we had really good seats. Problem was, is on the West Virginia section. Ooh. Uh, so we sat right in the middle of the Mountaineers, and I've never been the same since because they took my soul that day. But, um, I, oh, wow. Yeah, I it do, was rough. <laughs> I do believe that was also the last time West Virginia was beaten Oklahoma. Oh, nice. So I'm uh, glad I was there to see it. You know? Yeah. Well, that team was stacked. Pat White, uh, Steve Slayton. Um, they had uh, that big Owen Schmidt, that big oh, yeah. bruising fullback. Yeah, and um, before the game, he had his helmet, and he was busting it his, on his head, and his head was bleeding. Yeah, okay. that was uh, that was I'm also sure he's had a few concussions. Bradford's, so, oh yeah, that was Bradford's freshman redshirt freshman year. Yep. Yeah, so you know it is what it is. They but they were really good, but you know Pitt got the best of them that uh, day. So yeah. Um, I don't know what to think about this game because I feel like West Virginia's offense got a little bit better, bringing in Graham Harrell and JT yep. Daniels. 
I don't know if their defense is going to be better than the team that was they put out last year because they actually had a sneaky good defense last season. Um, and it's kind of the opposite on Pitt. They their offense I don't think is going to be as good as it was last year. Obviously with Kenny Pickett and Jordan Addison now gone, I think Keaton Slovis is going to be pretty good. Um, but I think the Pat Narduzzi defense is going to be really good because they bring back a fair amount of starters from last year's team. So. I actually like Pitt in this game. Uh, I think it's going to be a really good one, though. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be fiery. I think it's going to be. It's going to be a lot of shit talking. Wouldn't be surprised me if a little fight breaks out. Um, but I think Pitt is going to get the best of West Virginia on Thursday. You know, one thing I wanted to mention about this is that uh, I think Desmond Howard might know something we don't because I don't know if you guys saw this, but he had. Uh, Pitt in his final, final four. four. <laughs> uh, we could talk about his final four here in a minute because that was <laughs> something. And also his national title, I think, is Baylor versus Michigan. What? Yeah, his top four was uh, A&M, mm-hmm. Baylor, yep. Michigan, and Pitt. Right. And then I think he has Baylor and Michigan in the final four. I Look, as these guys, as these big-name guys who – do a lot of these shows and all this stuff. I get it. They're trying to be, you know, unique and try to really, you know, do something far fetched to kind of make up sound like they're smarter than they are. But that to me was just like putting A and M in there. I think everyone were just like applauded, been like, okay, would it be different than Georgia or sure. Alabama? And then it's like, okay, you put Baylor in there. Okay, well, you know, I could see them, you know, being the top team in the Big Twelve. Okay, that's that's strong. And then it's like, who who else you got? Oh, what Michigan? Okay, Michigan. That's interesting. All right. Ohio State's supposed to be the b- better team Real this year, pick. but okay, okay. And then what? Pitt. You, you know, Kenny Pickett's not there anymore, right? You, you know, they lost their number one receiver, right? You, you know, they lost uh, what their offensive coordinator, right? You know, I mean, it's like, uh, what are we talking about here? No shit. Like, I, I don't know. I, I think Pitt gets them. Uh, would not surprise me if West Virginia was able to. Um, you know, pull off the win, mm-hmm. uh, the upset here. But it, I think it is a big game. I think this will tell us a lot about where West Virginia is because I do like them a lot better. We, you, you know, on our last episode, we talked about them a lot. Mm-hmm. Thought they have an opportunity to make some noise with those changes they have made. But I, I do believe Pitt probably ends up still getting it. I do. I think it's. Um, I actually think it's going to be closer than the. I mean, if I was. I mean, obviously, if we were, if I was doing the spread, I would actually take West Virginia at seven and a half. You know. At seven and a half, because mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a closer game than that. But overall, I like Pitt in this game. Antoine, uh, I'm definitely going to take Pitt. Uh, I'm sorry, I kind of got lost in something. But yeah, I'm taking Pitt over West Virginia for sure. Um, what's the spread for this person? Seven and a half. Yeah, I'll take that spread too. With yeah. Pitt. I, yeah, I I would almost maybe go inside of that, but I, I don't know. I just uh, I don't know. Well, we'll we'll make a final decision on that soon. But yeah, um, ultimately it's still gonna be a really good game, one way or the other. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma UTEP. Obviously, this is a two thirty kickoff on Saturday. Um, OU's thirty one and a half point favorite. UTEP lo- loses week one in North Texas, um, so it's not like we're seeing like a uh, a UTEP team coming in there, firing on all cylinders. No. Um, obviously, we all think OU's going to win. 
that's out the window. But uh, and we've kind of talked about things we'd like to see. But what's the thing you're most excited to see? Wait, we all think Oklahoma's going to win? <laughs> Don't be a fucking hater. <laughs> uh, I the physicality. I want to see this be. A, I want us to just see them come out. Defense be physical. The run game be physical. I want this offensive line to you know after last year's kind of you know the debacle of the offensive line last year. I want to see them come out and just you know leave their mark on the field. Um, let them know who you know who the best unit on the field, you know, really handle that defensive line for UTEP. Um, I mean, in the course, like I said, the defense, I just want them to come out, play smart, you know. In a game like this, you want them to come out and just really, you know, show their will, um, do some damage, but also I don't want anybody to get hurt. Yep. Because um, I would like to have a full squad going into Nebraska, um, which, I mean, still two weeks away, but at the same time, you don't want them to get hurt against guys like UTEP and Kent State. But, you know, just seeing some of the new guys, too, you know, uh, guys that everybody's been hyping up on. You know, I'm excited to see Key Lawrence, you know, in a full starter role at safety. Uh, him with Billy Bowman. I'm excited about Justin Harrington, about what he's going to be able to do, where they're going to use him in multiple uh, positions. Uh, you know, and then the linebackers, you know, Deshaun White, Stutzman, uh, Guaybu, those guys. I'm, in, I'm excited for it. And then, I mean, yeah, it's easy for Dylan Gabriel um, in that offense. Uh, if, I mean, I want to see the running backs do well, but the receivers I'm very excited about. I want to see them come out and just really, uh, you know, kind of when they get their opportunities to put on a show to, you know, light up that uh, secondary for UTEP. For sure. For um, sure. I think I want to see – I want to see, uh, just to feed off what you're saying, I want to see the identity for the offense. Like, I'm really excited yeah. to see that. I'm excited to see if they're going to, you know, be kind of pass heavy with – you know, Dylan Gabriel, are they going to be more balanced? Obviously, they want to let the running backs get off. A lot of times with defensive coaches, they're really run heavy, I feel like. Um, they have a really run heavy offense, uh, in my opinion, when it comes to defensive coaches. So I think it's a physical mentality that they like to bring. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I'm excited. I'm just, I just want to see the identity of the offense. I think that's the thing I'm most excited to see. I feel like that has the biggest question. Sure. What's going to happen with that offense? So, um, yeah, that's what I'm. I'm most excited to see with OU. I'm ready to see what identity they're going to have with that offense. Yep. Uh, you know, I mean, you hit it right on the uh, head there. We're saying physicality, all that. Defensively, line to go on there. I want to see some sacks. I want to see some turnovers. Uh, just really look like the better team. That's the, that's the frustrating part because we all remember last year when we were super excited. We come out there, we play Tulane, we jump on them early, feeling good about everything. You start kind of like uh, not paying quite as close of attention. All of a sudden, Tulane just kept getting back and back in that where, I mean, it just looked like we were getting blown off the ball. I mean, just, you know, things like that just mm-hmm. drive me crazy when you're like, you've got so much better talent. You know, in every aspect of the game, you look better, yet now you're playing and it's just not there. So, uh, I want to look like the better team on Saturday. So I think the physicality, like you said, the the line talked about how much stronger they got, all those things like that. Okay, we'll show it. That's yeah. what I want to see is show that strength, show your ability to be the better team and look like the better team. Because you know everyone get you know upsets happen from time to time. You see you know things all over college football. That's what makes college football college football. But you know ninety nine out of a hundred times, Alabama. Ohio State, Clemson, those programs 
look like the better team basically from start to finish. So I, that's who I compare myself to. That's wh- that's the tier I want to be in. So go out there and look like it. It's going to be nice having a head coach that doesn't already have California dreams going on. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree for sure. So uh, super excited though. Um, let me ask you: Are you uh, thirty-one and a half? It's a lot of points. It's a lot of points. I, I honestly, I think I would take it. Yeah, I think I would. I, I, I I'm. I think this team is going to be fired up. I think they're going to come out and I think they're going to want to make a statement from the beginning. Um, I think, yeah, I think they're going to come out. I think they're going to put it on them. I agree. So is that the defense holding them? Uh, like you, you have the most faith in faith in offense already. I the off, truly like I'm the offense because of what they brought. I mean, obviously Jeff Levy's style of offensive play. Um, it is a you know it's more tempo, a lot of run, but good pass setups. Um, I mean, I'll tell you guys the receiving core for this team. I'm very excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it could be honestly in the running for like the strength of the team toward the end of the season, or at least the offense toward the end of the season. The defense is what I want to see because. It's Venables, and his specialty is defense. I want to see what they've cooked up, what these guys that they're getting out there, these guys who were high, you know, when you get coaches that know how to coach their position um, to see what they can do. So I'm excited about that. I think the defense is going to be flying around. They're going to make some. They're going to make a lot of plays. And I think the offense is going to be balanced, and I think they're going to make a lot of plays. So, yeah, 31 and a half. Usually you look at that number and you're like, that's a lot. And I, but I think this is one of those times where you're like, that's a lot, but I think they're going to cover. I do too. I, I think having the de- having uh, more faith in defense without even seeing it yet, just knowing who's uh, who's coaching the D uh, and everything that's going there, I think we can uh, score points and hold them. So I'm going to say uh, 31 and a half. Yeah, I like that. So um, the one disappointing part of not having an 11 o'clock game this week. Because I would have probably taken it this week, um, is that at two thirty, Oregon and Georgia play. Oh yeah. Uh, obviously, this is the first big, big game of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only that, Cincinnati and Arkansas well, play I was about at two thirty. I'm looking right below it and <laughs> see that too, and I'm like, okay, well, this is the good news. Uh, article came out just the other day saying, um, just in time for college football season. YouTube TV is going to yes. the four-screen display, and you're damn right. Yes. We will have multiple games going. Yeah, I haven't tr- tested it out yet, but it's live, so we should be able to Might use have it. to try it out like Thursday and Friday. I'm going to try it out tonight. I'll we'll have like four different things swing, just to make y'all. sure. So It's official. I'm getting YouTube TV. You gotta I'm, hop I'm on literally going to get it as soon as y'all leave. Hop on it, man. It's, it's yeah, dude, it's go. legit. So uh, definitely be watching this Oregon-Georgia game. Yep. Um, I mean, by the point spread, uh, not a lot of um, faith in landing yet uh, with Oregon. I mean, mm-hmm. first year, you know, he's got to get in there and install his his mindset and everything that he wants for this team. Uh, but at Georgia, it uh, makes me feel pretty good that Georgia's going to be able to go in there and uh, at least, you know, handle this first game. Um, Actually, but, it is in New Orleans. It's a neutral site. That's game. right, because it, it's yeah, it's the Chick Fil A, mm-hmm. so, which yeah. is in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, but overall, just you know, Georgia bringing back. Let lose a oh, lot of I'm sorry, Numbers, I forgot that. I forgot the uh, um, new Atlanta stadium is the Mercedes Benz Stadium. 
Because it is it is in Georgia. It's in Atlanta. Oh, okay. Because what's yeah. what's uh, the Saints? Isn't that the yeah Mercedes Benz Stadium Superdome? What the yeah, fuck? I, it, yeah. I forgot they did. No, yeah. it's, it's yeah. It's, there's yeah. two. Yeah, yeah, there's two, which makes no sense. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, Mercedes is balling like that. Anyway, Georgia <laughs> make a make, make a name change Mercedes. <laughs> I think Georgia will be better in every aspect of this game. I think Oregon will go in there and look good for you know two or three quarters for sure. Uh, make. People question Georgia a little bit, just being like, okay, you know, they lost a lot of talent. I mean, there's no doubt about it. One of the most skilled defenses we've ever seen uh, last year, and a lot of that went to the NFL. Um, but Georgia gets it done. I don't like 17 points, though. I am going to take Oregon in the points. I agree with you there. I th- I think this is this is a great test for Georgia because now this is the point where you start asking, is Georgia now on that tier with Alabama where – it's not a, any kind of rebuild. It's a, just an absolute reload. Um, they've been they've been recruiting like madmen the last couple of years. They've gotten a ton of talent, so they've got talent waiting in the wings. Are they now going to replace the Nicobe Deans, the Jordan Davises? Are they going to bring in guys who are going to be just as good? You know, just keep it going like Alabama has. Offensively, I I have my questions. Um, outside of Bowers at tight end, I want to know who the playmakers are going to be for uh, uh, the Bulldogs this season. Uh, no, they got one, if not the best tight end, one of the best tight ends in the country. They did get a transfer in from Eric uh, Garrett uh, from LSU, so he's another tight end. So a lot of combo tight end, uh, you know, setups. But again, are they? Got, where's the where's the um, Jeremy Burton going to be at? Where's these deep play guys going to be at? Um, you know Stetson Bennett's back, so that's good. I think they're going to have some a good running back stable with uh, led by Kendall Minton, uh, Milton. Sorry, um, so it's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be an interesting matchup with that Oregon defense because there is some good talent on that Oregon defense. I mean, Mario Cristobal didn't leave Oregon, didn't leave the cupboard bare. So um, I agree with you. I think I would take Oregon in the points. Uh, straight up, I would take Georgia. Um, if I was going to say a score, I'd say maybe 27-17. I like that. Yeah, I like Ooh. that a lot. Got any, uh, any takes on this one? Oregon, Georgia? Yeah. Um, obviously, I think we all think pretty high Georgia. Uh, I think they're actually – I think they're going to win this game. I'm interested to see, though, what uh, – I think Oregon had a. I think Oregon had a has had a really good team last year, and I think they have one this year. But I'm really interested to see if they can be consistent and show up during the big games. Uh, they've. I feel like they had a lot of issues last year with showing up and winning the big games when they when they showing up and winning when they needed to. Uh, so it's really going to be interesting to see what they're going to do the first week because I feel like every team is kind of. They don't really have an identity. They don't really have their feet under them. And for them to go into Georgia, you said they're playing at the Mercedes-Benz yeah. Stadium? Oh, mm-hmm. my God. To oh, go into that fire. situation against Georgia, man, I, I don't see them getting it done, man. For, especially for them not to be known to win big games. So I know it's like the first game of the year, but, yeah, I don't think they're going to get it done. Let me ask this because it is interesting because two – Big key spots for Oregon are going to be former SEC guys. One, you have Dan Lanning, the mm-hmm. former Georgia defense coordinator that just 
help you get a national championship. And Bo Nix, the former Auburn quarterback. Yep. Do you see them having, you know, I mean, like I said, I'm picking a 10-point game, so obviously I think they might have some good, you know, input or whatever, but just help knowing what Georgia is going to be bringing with that Oregon team. Do you think they can bring anything like that, or is it just going to – it's just not going to matter? You know, that experience is going to help a lot. Um, You know, I mean, if anyone knows how to play Georgia, it's, I don't know, maybe the coach that was there last year, Dan Lanning. Um, Like you said, uh, I think he brings a little bit of that – of uh, what he had at Georgia, obviously caliber players aren't quite the same, quite the same. But let's not pretend like Oregon doesn't recruit either. Yeah, and they've had a lot of great talent, um, and I I think they'll be okay. Bo Nix, he's a he's a solid quarterback. You know, he's going to be a uh, guy who's it's not gonna, the moment's not going to be too big for him. Mm-hmm. He's played in some big games. Um, that's why I do believe that they'll be able to move the ball, they'll be able to do some things, take advantage of some of that uh, youth and everything that uh, Georgia has. But ultimately, I mean, the experience and everything uh, that Georgia does have left, I think will be too much for them. Um, Georgia beats them, but like I said, I am taking um, Oregon in the points. I think it's something like, I want to say 31 Thirty-one seventeen. Okay, not far off. Yeah, I like that score. Uh, if I'm giving the score, I'm going. Thirty-seven fourteen. Okay. Okay. Um, maybe a hot take on this next game: um, Cincinnati, Arkansas, which will also be in one of those three boxes. <laughs> yeah. Uh. I'll tell you right now, man, not only do I think Arkansas wins this game, I think Arkansas plows Cincinnati. Ooh, plows. Uh, a plowing, okay? Damn. Uh, snow day. Let me just, yeah, it's snow day. <laughs> Absolutely, get your shovels. Uh, because, you know, Arkansas finished last year, I, I think, what, two years ago, did they win three games or four games? They won three games. Three games the year before. Last year they win double-digit games. They finished the year um, four and one in their last five, with uh, beating uh, a number seventeen Mississippi State, beat LSU. Uh, you know, played so close with Alabama, losing forty two thirty five. Uh, if you watch that game, Arkansas definitely had a chance in that. Uh, beat Missouri and then, of course, beat Penn State in the bowl game. I think from what they've built. And what they're bringing back, yes, they've lost. They lost some talent, things like that. I think this team is trending upwards, and are, are going to be able to go in there and do exactly what they did last year and, and compete with some of the big boys, which is probably the toughest conference in college football, uh, not conference uh, division in college yep. football. Um, it's six points, Arkansas. I like that all day, and I think Alabama thumps Cincinnati. Alabama um, did do that. Alabama, uh, excuse me. Arkansas thumps Cincinnati. <laughs> uh, so I'm looking at this Ar- Alabama deal. Um, and it's just not very close. Cincinnati, obviously, last year, the pinnacle of the program. Mm-hmm. Um, it's everything you could have hoped for to be able to get there and be able to try to compete. Uh, played a great game. Had a lot of great talent. Lost a lot of that great talent to the draft. Mm-hmm. Um 
it, it's a moment where I think that's as good as it gets. Um, wow. This is a good opportunity to try to start your season strong, uh, prove people like me wrong, but I, I don't think it's happening. So I like Arkansas, and I like them big. Well, this is the start of Arkansas's just truly tough-ass non-conference schedule. Oh, so tough. And uh, <laughs> I don't think it's that hot take because I actually agree with you. I think Arkansas has not just done pretty well recruiting, but they have added really good pieces um, to that team through the transfer portal on both sides of the ball. K.J. Jefferson is one of the best quarterbacks, if not one of the top five quarterbacks in the SEC. Mm -hmm. Um, He's a playmaker. He is a playmaker. He's got a big arm. He can move well in the pocket. I, you know, and Sam Pittman's a hell of a coach. I like Luke Fickle as a coach, but again, I agree with you. They've lost way too much on Luke, both sides of the ball. Luke should have went to Notre Dame, man. That's what I'm saying. I, I think this is one of those opportunities. Like last year, his stock was at his all time high and should have sold. Said he's going to ride it out. And hey, kudos to him for doing it. But man, I just. I don't know if Notre Dame's the dream job, though. I don't well, know. Obviously, I, I know where I think the dream job is. Yeah. But I just don't think. Uh, Where's the dream job for him? Ohio, Ohio State. State. But I just don't see that job opening anytime soon. So. Well, Ryan, I mean, from everything I've heard, Ryan Day is looking at NFL if he leaves Ohio well, State. Well, that's what I thought. I was going to say, he seems like a guy who maybe goes gives it a shot. But, I mean, I, mean, I don't know the way pretty, they got that going right now. Yeah, I was going to say, he's got a nice little thing going there. For him to turn down that opportunity, though, he has to know, like, he has to know something. Like, there has to be some type of information or some I mean, type of talk he had, right? I mean, maybe maybe it's not going to be. Ohio I mean, maybe like I said, the dream job might be Ohio State, but maybe another job opens up uh, at some point that's up in that area. Maybe a rival of Ohio State. Because that would be a hell of a move for Michigan to, you know, say well, he say be, he wants to be Big Ten. Oh, he wants to be big. Yeah, he's he's a Big Ten guy. He's a Big Ten guy for sure. That's for sure. But, but my only thing, real quick, was just to finish off that is, I mean, I think he actually really hates Michigan. So I don't know if that actually works. I know you're supposed to leave yeah. those kind of biased and all those things yeah, it's impossible. when you're in the business. But it's like, listen to that interview he did on part of my take. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was not about Michigan at all. So it was kind sure. of like, it'd be interesting if they keep calling, but I, I don't know if it would make any sense. So yeah. I don't know. I, I just thought that was interesting for him to stay. And, I, you know, th- they're obviously going to be right there in the, the top in the conference this year. But I, I don't think they win the conference. Uh, well, I think we both agree that Houston's probably going to end up taking that yeah. conference. So. I don't even know if Cincinnati's going to be the one that faces them in the uh, uh, you're right. in that AC, AAC championship game. Um, I just I just think Cincinnati's lost a lot. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how Cincinnati handles this year because we know next year they're going to be in the Big 12 or what will be the Big 14. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just think it's going to be too much Arkansas. That This is – this is kind of like you said. I agree. This is the kind of year that Arkansas has been building for, mm-hmm. and they're going to be once again the SEC play. It's going to get tough, but they got a tough night conference schedule. If they can barrel through that, then I mean, they have a lot of opportunities ahead of them this season, especially if they go undefeated in their non-conference. Yep. So yeah, I agree. I like I like Arkansas the six points. I like it more than that. I like Arkansas in this game. Thirty-eight twenty-four. I like him. I like him to win. I mean, fourteen. I mean, not big, but I just. I'll say. I think Cincinnati may tack on some late scores, but this game is not going to be that close. Um. 
Well, you know me, guys. I'm going to go against whatever you guys are. I think Arkansas is going to win, but I just I don't think they're going to blow them out. I think Cincinnati has a chip, and I think they're trying to prove themselves. Mm-hmm. Themselves. That's fair. I think especially going into that they're especially based on the fact that they're going into Big Twelve next year. I think they want to make a name for themselves more so than they have. Um, because I don't see, I don't really see this program just falling off the map or anything like that. I think they're going to stick around and be a thorn in everybody's side, at least be in the lower top 25. Uh, and if they go out and win this game, dude, like that's, that's huge. I agree. If, they, if they were able to pull it off, I don't think they are. Uh, I do see it being a close game. Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to give a score of 27-24, uh, around that around that area. It's a good game. Um, I just feel like both of these teams are trying to prove themselves. I think Arkansas is trying to build up some steam to get ready to tackle this schedule. Um, so, of course, they want to put a team like Cincinnati down because if they lose this, they can't lose this game. Arkansas can't lose this game. They need this game. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a must win for them just based on the fact that they have to they have to be looked at as a threat because the schedule they have coming up is is nuts. Yeah. Um so they need this they need this momentum. They need this win. But uh like I said, Cincinnati's coming out with a point to prove. Uh that last year wasn't a fluke and you know, everything else. So they got a big future ahead of them. So for those that are they don't know what the schedule is for Arkansas to start the season, it goes Cincinnati, South Carolina, Missouri State, Arkansas, Texas A&M, Alabama comes to town, Mississippi State's not far behind, and then they get they have to go to BYU. That's the first one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games. Yikes. Yeah, that's, uh, that's brutal. Absolutely brutal. Uh, yeah. That is nuts. To, uh, to go off. Go ahead and maybe fill in that last fourth box. Not not the most exciting game, but being here from Tulsa, also li- also like to cheer for the uh, Tulsa Hurricane. Yeah, and uh, t- Tulsa, you got Tulsa Wyoming. Um, Tulsa's at Wyoming, six and a half point favorites here at the two thirty slot. Um, you know, I, I, I what I like to see from Tulsa is that we've seen the high powered offense mm-hmm. of Tulsa. We've seen a very defensive team of Tulsa. Now I just kind of want to see, can you put something together to where they don't have to be top tier, obviously, but can you start putting something together like a Cincinnati, like a Houston, and find yourself competing to – because, like, pretty soon this is going to be, you know, their conference uh, to, to uh, kind of show off with, you know, people finding new conferences to go. Um I think it's a big year for them. I think they got to go out there and they've got to uh, kind of make a name for themselves to see if maybe they um, get picked up somewhere else or if, like I said, they just run this conference because Houston and Cincinnati are both, you know, looking elsewhere. What what can Tulsa do? Um, I like him game one. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. Don't know a lot about the roster right now. <laughs> uh, I, uh, man, I know David Brennan is the quarterback. Yep. Um, other than that, I, I – I'm not really sure. I mean, I think Shamari Brooks, uh, Union grad, I think he's back at running back. So, uh, but uh, no, I agree with you. I uh, think this for me. I just want to see them come out and you know win. That's all I want to see. I mean, yeah. they were going to play a 
from what it looks like, not a great Wyoming team. Yep. So, uh, and they have all the opportunity to go three and zero before they had to go to Oxford and play Ole Miss. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. If you can go in there at three and zero, no one expects you to win that game. But go in there and you compete. That that's where you start making a name for yourself. And mm-hmm. and uh, TU's done a great job of that uh, in years past. Uh, you know, win at, win at Notre Dame, maybe the greatest upset. Uh, in uh, program history, not just program history, but like college football as far as uh, Division One schools, because at that time I can't remember what that spread was, but it's the smallest school in Division One beating the almighty Notre Dame. Pretty pretty cool little statistic. Yeah. So uh, that was awesome. You know they gave Ohio State a run. Oh um, yeah, I mean they. I that, mean that was freaking awesome. I yeah, mean, could have literally. Won they gave that a game. lot of good. I mean, they should have beat OSU beginning. Yep. I think yep. beginning they've, season last year too. They've done that two or three times, which is yeah. crazy. You know, uh, so you know they're a thorn in people's sides. Like you know, um, can they be it this year? I hope so. Cause yeah, it, it's fun to watch uh, TU play. But uh, the next big game is Utah, Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're all pretty big on Utah, thinking that's kind of going to be the team that. Runs the Pac-12, mm-hmm. um, but they've got a, fir- a tough first matchup going to Gainesville, uh, playing Florida uh, in the swamp at six o'clock. So uh, this is going to be a, a really good game. Uh, Florida, you know, is a team that's been kind of down, trying to find uh, find their identity and where they fit in the SEC and everything. Um, I just think Utah is more established right now. I think it's a close game. I like to spread three points. Um, I I just think Utah is going to be too much for them. Well, too, it's fun to say it maybe too physical mm-hmm. for an SEC school. I mean, it, it's kind of you know, I don't know if that makes a lot of sense, but some reason to me, I just see Utah going in there and kind of be able to do what they need to do to get the win and ultimately win in this football game. Yeah, I agree. I like you. I'm big on Utah this year. I mean, I had them picked in my final, my four uh, playoff teams, um, and it starts here. Um, it is going to be a hostile environment. The swamp is going to be fired up and ready to go. Um, but uh, yeah, I like Utah to go in. I think Cam Rising and Tavion Thomas are going to have big games. I think that defense is going to slow down the uh, Florida offense. Um, with Anthony Richardson, so I think Florida. I think you. I think Florida is going to give him a game, probably the first half. But I think it's just too much, too much uh, more of a talented team in Utah, more experience. I think they're going to end up uh, closing them out. I like uh, Utah in this. Uh, I would say probably, I'll say 31-21. Oh, I'm taking Utah as well. Uh, I'm excited to watch this game. I'm hoping I could catch it, and it's at 6 o'clock, so I'm definitely going to watch it, especially after I sign up for YouTube TV. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, no, uh, I'm taking Utah, and I'm going to take them. I'm going to take them kind of – I'm going to go 28-17. Okay. Utah. I like it. The big game of the night. We didn't think Oregon, Georgia was big enough. The big game of the night is Notre Dame, Ohio State. Uh, What a a great first matchup of the year. You've got two top five teams. Ohio State thinking this is absolutely their year to to win some hardware. This is what Preston thinks this too. Yeah, not just playoff, uh, but Heisman talk. 
there's a lot of uh, things surrounding the program. You got to get back on top. Show Michigan it was a fluke. Um, pretty good way to start uh, playing Notre Dame and uh, 17 points is a god awful a lot of points. <laughs> um, I'm not crazy about that just because I think Notre Dame is going to be a little gritty. Um, I think they've they've done some really good things to uh, to continue right where Brian Kelly was leaving the program. I think he left the program in a very good position. Um, I, ultimately, Ohio State's going to be way too much for him. Obviously, Ohio State's my pick this year. Uh, I think they're going to go all the way, um, probably undefeated. And so it, it's going to start at this point. Notre Dame. I am going to. Oof, I want to take the points, man. I'm going Ohio State minus seventeen. So um, let's ride. <laughs> I mean, my biggest question about Ohio State this year is their defense. I mean, they just brought in Jim Knowles from Oklahoma State. Can he bring that same kind of, you know, kind of what magic that he had for Oklahoma State to uh, Ohio State? I mean, the cupboard, there are some really talented players at Ohio State on that defensive side led by Zach Harrison. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see. Um, I do think that Notre Dame is very close, or if not, even maybe a little bit better in both sides of the trenches um, on offensive line and defensive line. I think they can keep it close if they can run the ball well. Um, you know, make some you know big play, you know get some good plays in the passing game. Um, but man, that offense for Ohio State's just too much. The, the wide receiving core, C.J. Stroud. I think Travion Henderson is actually going to be the X factor. I think he's going to have a huge game. I like Ohio State in this. Uh, it, it's almost tough not to take the points because of what this offense can do. Um, I'm going to say they beat them by 14. I'll say it's 38-24. I'm going Ohio State, and I'm taking the points. There you go. I think Ohio State's going to come out, and uh, I think Notre Dame – I agree with Preston. Notre Dame is still in a good place. They're still a good team, but again, it's an identity thing for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ohio State's defense is pretty sketch, but we know that that offense is elite, and I think they're going to come out and I think they're going to give Notre Dame the business. I'm going. Uh, man, it's tough. I'm going to go forty-four twenty-one. Oh, you're just not talking about them giving them business. They're going to fucking whip that ass. And it, let's not forget, this is not a neutral site game. This is in the shoe. So, yeah, that's going to play a part in it too. See, and the good thing for Notre Dame is they're going to be able to kind of mask this loss. It'll get talked about when you bring up, you know, how good is this team and everything. It'll be like, well, week one. But they'll be able to mask it a little bit because after that, I think they'll go on a nice little stretch where they'll win seven games in a row. And find themselves in uh, um, early November, where they have to host Clemson at home. So that's gonna be a fun one. Absolutely. So you could be looking at seven and one playing Clemson, um, and kind of getting back in the thick of things of playoff okay. talk, because you know they will finish the year at USC. So um, ultimately, yeah, this is just too much, man. So. Um, Clemson, Georgia Tech. This is Monday night. Uh, the only reason I want to mention this is because this is a big game. We're not going to talk about the Sunday night game? What did I miss? 
Uh, Florida State LSU Sunday right, night. I did forget that. Well, it's because I was looking at top 25 teams. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> That's fair. Um, yeah, let's talk about that real quick. Let's break that down because, uh, once again, two programs um, that big year ahead of both of them. Mm-hmm. You know, Florida State plays week zero. They're 1-0, uh, took care of business the way that they should. Um, LSU, you know, here we are, Brian Kelly. It's the Brian Kelly Show. A lot of success at Notre Dame. Um, you know, where does he fit in the SEC? Is, is his coaching ability able to translate and get this LSU program going again? We saw one of the greatest football teams in the history of college football just three years ago yep. at LSU. Well, two years later, they fire their coach because not getting the job done. Maybe a little off the field stuff to go with that a little bit. Yeah. But when you win national championships, some of that stuff can get go away. The fact that they were losing, they're like, "Hey, man, we 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 gotta we're holding ourselves to a certain standard now. You can't be losing football games like this." Um, so where does Brian Kelly fit in that? Um, how long of a leash does he get? Is this where he starts the beginning of building his new program? Um, I think it is. Florida State, they're in a good place too. I think they'll be okay in the uh, ACC this year. But uh, LSU gets going. Uh, Still a lot of talent, uh, not just on that roster, but bringing in uh, recruiting-wise. Just a lot of real athletes that I think um, they'll slowly start making their way back to to talk of uh, competing in the SEC. This reminds me eerily similar to a game that LSU played, uh, I think, last year. Uh, it was in Los Angeles against a UCLA team that mm-hmm. was reeling after a rough season. Um, LSU was still trying to find some identity. And UCLA came in and eventually ended up spanking that ass. I don't think they're going to spank that ass, but I think Florida State's going to win on Sunday. Oh, okay. I, uh, I think Florida State... Uh, and Mike Norvell have been building, I mean, slowly, but been building towards something like this. Um, he's got a quarterback in Jordan Travis, mm-hmm. um, who's a bit, who is a playmaker. Um, it looks like they've got a nice little uh, tandem at running back with Treshawn Ward and uh, Trey Benson. Uh, both, I mean, granted it was against Duquette, but they both you know put up a hundred yards on the ground. Um, I think they're going to come out. They know what's at stake. Um, I think LSU is going to be a good team this year. I just they're a team that's built a lot off of transfers this season, and I think it's going to take a second for them to gel. Um, I think Florida State's going to catch them at the absolute right time. I think Florida State wins uh, 24-21, um, game-winning field goal. I think the Seminoles uh, start the season off now 2-0. Real quick, I'm going to go – it's funny because I liked three points because I was looking yeah. at the spread here at three. I'm going to go 27-24 LSU. There you, go. you want LSU? Mm-hmm. And a push. And you want Florida State? <sighs> go Tigers. I guess it's Team F Preston. I'm going to <laughs> Get it started. I'm going, yeah. uh, I'm going Florida State. Uh, and I'm going to give a score. Man. Uh, 20. Let's go. Uh, 
24-20. There you go. I like it. Uh, okay, back to Monday's game. Yeah. Clemson, Georgia Tech. Obviously, I don't think Georgia Tech's going to pull off any crazy upset here or anything. But why I'm keeping an eye on it, not only because it's a Monday night game, um, but it is also what does Clemson look like against Georgia Tech? Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of lot of uh, lot of new faces here, including losing you know defensive coordinator. Um, what does this program look like? Obviously, I'm big on them. I took Clemson in the in the uh, into my uh, Final Four. Yep. Um, I I just think that I'm I'm buying in to Dabo. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that it is a well-oiled machine. What he's been able to establish there. Um, you know, one of the things they've talked about is recruiting, and why the, Georgia has kind of interrupted the pipeline of um, Clemson's recruiting. And it shows a little bit, but at the same time, uh, Clemson has still been able to recruit their butts off, yep. put things together. A lot of people can trust their kids going there with a, such a um, you know solid coach like Dabo. Um, I think they just get going. I think they throttle Georgia Tech. I'm going to say something like 41-10. Um, I think that defense is going to be very good, I think, uh, with Brian Breesey and Miles Murphy coming back. Along with another, I mean, that defense staff, the former defense staff, really put him in a great spot. Um, you know, promoting within is going to be interesting with two new coordinators. I think Georgia Tech is not very good at all. Um, I think Jeff Collins is probably in some pretty serious trouble <laughs> with his job. Um, they just lost their starting running back, transferred to Alabama, and uh, Jameer uh, Gibbs. Um, it's going to be a rough year for them, and I, it's going to start off on mon- uh, Monday night. I think Clemson – this is going to be big for DJ Ugalele. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he needs to have actually a pretty damn good game just to get the confidence going. Um, and I think he's going to have a pretty good game. Uh, I think Clemson's going to come out and I'm, I'll say something like 38-3. 38-3. Okay. Uh, I'm going Clemson. I think the thing I want to see the most is definitely the quarterback play. I feel like uh, who was who was the they had a they had a who was the quarterback for Clemson last year? DJ Ugalele. Yeah, uh, he's back this year, right? Yep. I think he had a lot of inconsistencies last year, and I think it possibly was due to injury because I think he was injured quite a bit last year. Um, or he kept coming back, getting injured, coming back. I just. If he can stay healthy, I want to see what his what his play looks like. Yeah. Um, but I'm definitely I'm going to go Clemson. I'm going to go score of. Uh, let's go twenty seven seventeen. There you mm. go. Okay. Um, man, it's just nice to have football back out. College football. College football here. Um, obviously, next week we're going to dive really into the NFL break down what we're seeing and all that we'll have a, a great preview on that uh, but for now it's uh it's college we're gonna soak up this uh whole week mm-hmm. and enjoy five straight days of college football because that's a it's a beautiful beautiful thing um real quick few things we're just going to go through um key things that are going on around the sports world uh baseball uh yankees still can't hit except aaron judge he can uh he dropped can number bombs. 50 last night 
Uh, got to see Otani drop a two-run bomb in my face. That was that was cool. Um, <laughs> I tell you what, man. There's nothing like watching a, like seven innings of a baseball game, and then like you know a, a two-run home run or something hit, and you're just like, yep, we lost. Walk, yeah. Wasted all this time watching this game, and here we go. It's tell over. me about it when I'm at Wrigley Field, and it's like the top of the seventh inning, and it's 2-0. And, uh, yeah, the, all of a sudden the bullpen comes in and the game is over yeah. that quick. Back-to-back uh, back home runs. Real quick, are the Yankees are – I mean, are they in any danger of not winning the AL East? Hey, I kind of hope it happens, man. <laughs> I, at this point, I'm almost ready for the storyline of what we did to – was it seven and a half? They're down. It says seven now, but seven. over Tampa Bay. Okay, because oh, okay, yeah, seven. It's uh, I don't feel great about it. I don't. I'm not I'm not too worried yet. But I'm. You know, we got Stanton back. Yeah, mm-hmm. That helps. Uh, you know, last night here to break it down real quick. Last night, two key opportunities in the, in the game where uh, we had runners on, but first base was open. Uh, they walked Judge. And um, they had last night. They had Ben Attendee, um hit behind him. Mm-hmm. Ben Tinney has been great. Um, you know, he's hitting over three hundred this year. He's hitting two forty as a Yankee, and not the guy I want protecting Judge, <laughs> because yeah, they walked Judge both times, and Ben Tinney got out both times after that and ended the inning both times. You got to have that threat. I mean, I know they like put the lefty in between Judge and Stanton. You got to figure something out, yeah, because um, that wasn't getting the job done. Um, you know, Rizzo's been a, a pretty good guy to have back there behind him, but at times that's that hasn't worked yet either. Because if he's not dropping bombs, um, he's uh, he's kind of struggled. Yeah, you know? but good news is we're you know we're, we're there for his bat, and he's about the most solid glove over there at first. You know, he he's got a place, obviously. But uh, anyway, yeah, baseball's been interesting. Uh, some of the big news that has been coming around is talking about the uh, World Baseball Classic, and I think before we, let's get in that real quick. Just want to mention other big news in baseball. Albert's six away now. Okay, okay. one last I, night. I was, I was gonna say that. Yeah, he is six I, away. I forget about Preston, that. Are you gonna take back what you said, or you stick? You stick into the track? I, I got to double down, boys. I, I got to double down on it. So he's not getting six home hey, runs. I'm not rooting against him. Is there 30-something games Poulos. left? I love Albert yeah. Pujols. A little over 30 games left? Yeah. He's not getting six bombs. I, I, I got to think that statistically <laughs> it's not going to happen. I'm, okay. getting, I'm getting to the point where I'm starting to think that in some of these later games where maybe the game's <laughs> out of reach or something like that, some of these pitchers might be just throwing some meatball in there to, to be like, you know what? This guy deserves it. You know, everyone loves Albert Pujols. He gets, you know, we saw all the respect he got at the All Star game. Mm-hmm. You know, love. what? <sighs> Who doesn't love Albert Pujols? I mean, I'm not. I mean, I don't hate okay, the guy. You, you guys are coming from Cubs I don't fans. Hate so the I, mean, guy. I, 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 don't I get that aspect. Um, it's okay. Here, here's a good. Here's a good uh, example. Did I love David Ortiz? Absolutely not. That dude made my life miserable for years. But you respect his greatness. But I respect his greatness, exactly. right? Exactly. And he he also never really did anything besides besides like crush my team. <laughs> he never did anything <laughs> like that. That was like me just go. You know what? I just this guy's an asshole. He just hate him. Yeah. No, I don't hate. Well, Pujols, Pujols is the same way to the Cubs, where it's like, yeah, he's might have smash your team, you know, a few times, and few. he's winning championships while you guys are chilling. Uh, you know, I I don't know. It's kind of like, I get that. I get that. But but I'm rooting for him. 
Don't get it wrong. Exactly. I'm rooting for him too. I would love for him to get 700 his last game at uh, Bush, like his last at bat at That'd Bush be sick. Like that would be a story that I might share a team. The schedule for. sets up well for him because he gets a lot of games against the Reds. He gets a lot of games against the Pirates. So. And it'll just be like, wait, what a way to end your career, bro. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I hope it's 700 even, too. I don't want to see 701 or 702. Like, right. I want to see 700 on a dot. But World Baseball Classic. Sorry to interrupt. I just yeah. want to mention okay, that real yeah, quick. That was right. the big news. That, that's the big news. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, World Baseball Classic. Obviously, putting together a freaking squad. Yeah, this USA um, team is nuts. It looks good. I mean, you want to say a few of the yeah. guys. I, I, one of the things that's caught a lot of people's eyes it's obviously putting together the staff and everything too, and obviously Ken Griffey coming in there as the hitting coach was just such a cool little moment because it, it just seems like in the last um, you know few years Griffey's gaining more and more um, traction with the MLB of doing things, mm-hmm. um, which I love to see. You know, it, the other night was Ichiro talking, uh, talking about how you know he looked up to. Griffey and everything. It's just cool to see like Griffey just back in the spotlight. You yeah, know? I don't know if you guys saw he it, he dressed up as his '89 rookie card again to mimic it. Did Sick. No, I didn't see Oh, it's That's awesome. Sick, if, if you know what the card I'm talking about, is he, you know he's got kind of the bushy hair and everything underneath. It's it's a classic card. But anyway, he he dressed up in that little outfit doing a a remake of it, and it was pretty awesome. Plus, you know what? I mean, everyone loves the kid, right? I mean, Griffey's Griffey. Uh, plus, big OU fan, so. Yeah, he's a huge OU fan. That's that, always a That always makes me feel good, you know. Well, he's going to have plenty of guys to train, and what I mean, and he's going to have a lot of talent. He's your starting outfield for Team USA. Mookie Betts, Bryce Harper, and oh, yeah, a guy named Mike Trout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, that's, that's nasty. At first base, you're going to have Paul Goldschmidt, who's uh, – they might as well go ahead and give him the MVP. MVP. <laughs> um, then it's going to go – you got Trevor Story, Tim Anderson, Nolan Arenado. Um, you're going to have JT Real Muto at the uh, catcher. Oh, and they just brought in uh, Pete Alonzo, uh, Cedric Mullins, who uh, was a 30-30 guy in 2021. Yeah. Uh, they added Kyle Tucker uh, from the Astros as well. I mean, uh, this team is – oh, by the way, we shouldn't forget, the pitching coach for the Team USA is going to be Andy Pettit. Wow. I love it, man. Uh, yeah, we're pretty We're pretty. We're <laughs> yeah. pretty nice, bro. Yeah. Um, when, is, when is the championship or when is the world? It'll be next uh, – next, uh, be next spring. Yeah, it's like right before right before the season. Yeah, oh, I'm that loving that because yeah. everybody will be semi healthy. Oh yeah, I'm about that. Like, um, about I haven't that seen. Trying to look at the. If there's any pitching? Oh, here we go. We got a little bit more. Um, any guys I missed? Real quick, Cedric Mullins, Mookie Betts, Kyle Tucker. Now nah, it doesn't look like they've added any pitching yet, so that's going to be interesting to see. But uh, as far as the offensive side goes, that team is stacked. They got to go for back to back. They won the last one. Yeah, they got to go. They got to. Exactly. They got to get it back to back. We got to. We should be winning. We created the fucking sport. Well, <laughs> the, the problem with that is you look at all the you know the, the yeah. Dominicans and everything like that. I mean, there's Rico, some freaking Dominicans. squads out there outside of well, us. Let's not so. forget Japan. Yep. There's some teams out there, bro. But yeah, no, for sure. Um, do you have anything else you want to add? With that? No, that's yeah. that. Uh, let's finish up with some enter- entertainment real quick. 
uh, maybe just a couple things. Um, Sam, you want to start us off, and then maybe we'll just say a couple things, uh, what, what we're watching, and uh, go from there. Yeah, I haven't um, – as far as new movies go, it hasn't really been a uh, – you know a you know a onslaught of movies um, that have come out recently uh, since the last time we saw uh, we spoke. I've uh, I saw the new Netflix movie Day Shift with Jamie Fox. Really enjoyed that. Um, good action, good comedy. Just a fun one to turn on on Netflix on a Friday night or Saturday night. Um, you know if you're not watching football or anything. Um, I did go see the new kind of horror movie. Bodies, bodies, bodies. Oh yeah! Actually, went on a double. Oh, yeah, hit up a double feature that day. Oh, I, I went uh, say double date. Double date. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. That's what he said, bro. I was, I was, I was just getting ready to say that. Uh, double feature because I I saw that in the morning, and then I went and saw that new Idris Elba Beast oh, movie. I went to see that. I really enjoyed that. I, I actually really liked that. That is a. So when I saw this preview, I was like. That movie, like I love the concept of that stuff because uh, Ghost in the Darkness. Yep, was one of my favorite movies growing up watching. Right, you ever seen Cujo? Yeah, Cujo. Yeah. Yep. Okay. This Very is similar. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Good. Very okay. similar. Well, if it's like that, I, I could get into it because I saw it and I was like, man, this almost looks too fake and just too. No. Uh, d- d- Oddly enough, the CGI in this movie is actually really, really good. <laughs> okay. Good. Especially cool. with the lions. Yeah. Um, but I mean, really, it's it's a lean hour thirty. Thriller. I mean, pretty much action the entire. Yeah, you spend maybe the first five to ten minutes just getting kind of know the characters. Then from there, it just goes. Game right. time. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. Then, uh, I mean, it did. Of course, you know, it just sets up. You know, what people want saw in the trailer, the Idris first line at the end. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, it was, I really. I really enjoyed. See, there you go, man. You didn't have, they had that. No, it was no, it was. Um, but uh, it, I really enjoyed it. Um, I mean, for what it did, I I thought it was like a solid three point seven out of five. Um, only thing is, just with these thrillers, I mean, stupid character decisions always end up doing stuff. But hey, it is well, what I, it is. And I know who you're talking about, yeah. and I know what you're talking about. But I'm just, I'm just, you just gotta watch it. But yeah, I, I agree with Philly. I'm gonna give it because it was entertaining, but at the same time, it's still like so unrealistic sometimes. But it was very, it was really good. Uh, I will give it like a three. I'll give it like a three, three, seven, three, eight. I'm around that range yeah. too. Gotcha. Um, bodies, bodies, bodies. I gave that about a three point six five. Um, it did some really good things. Uh, it's just, I mean, the only problem I had with it is that these characters aren't very likable, so it's really hard to root for some of them. But uh, it, it's an interesting concept. They make it out to be kind of a horror movie. It's not really a horror movie. It's more of a murder mystery, but. Um, it's it's a solid movie. It's I I definitely one I'd recommend. It. It's another I think another win for a twenty four. But um, other than that, I mean I'm still you know no real new movies coming out. Um, really September is going to be kind of uh, you know kind of slow. So it's because it's football season. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, it's getting caught up on some other stuff too. I got to get caught up on Better Call Saul. Oh yeah. I got to get caught up on that. You know I was reading something about that the other day where I'm like, dude, I, I got to start it. I you know it was one of those things for how big of a game. Or, as big of a Breaking Bad fan I am, mm-hmm. the fact that I've never started it is crazy. Um, everyone who who's talked to me about that about it has absolutely loved it. Um, some have even said they like it more than Breaking Bad. They have. Uh, I have heard that there are some se- there are some episodes in the last couple seasons that are on Breaking Bad par. Yeah, and so with that being said, I'm like I, I gotta gotta figure it out and uh, get into it. Right now, I, I'm kind of all over the place. Um, 
I'm wa- rewatching Game of Thrones right now mm-hmm. um, with the girlfriend. Uh, we've all, we're also watching the new House of the Dragon, uh, which is fantastic, guys. I know you guys aren't Game of Thrones guys, uh, which to me is I can't wait neither one of you. Both thinking both of you, like one of you, I would imagine were into it. Uh, but no, it, and I think honestly, if you watched. Um, House of the Dragon, you, you don't have to have watched Game of Thrones. It helps knowing like the concept of what's going on, mm-hmm. but because it's a prequel, you kind of can get into it without having all the prior knowledge. I couldn't do it, bro. That's my. I have like a movie OCD. Like I would have to watch what's before that before I watch it. Well, no, it's Instead the prequel though. This is prequel. This is before. I, mean, I know. Before I, get, I get the setting, but you still. It's just still like he would need to watch Game of Thrones. Yeah. I get it. it. I get it. I'm just saying. I, so I, I guess mean, I'll watch the 15 season point. I was just say it. Going. I was say it's tough to tell you how to just buckle down and watch Game of Thrones, but I mean, like I said, I mean, we watched seven episodes, I think, already. Of uh, first season of Game of Thrones, I mean, you can get through them. It's just I heard it's pretty. I heard it's amazing. So two things I I'd recommend is a yeah, obviously take your time or not not just take your time, but allow the time. If you don't think you can watch uh, watch it like pretty quick, don't get into it. There's too much to follow. There's a lot of characters. There's just a lot going on. Um, also, if you're not already doing this, I swear this is a cheat code in watching. Uh, Netflix and well, any, really anything, dude. You got to put the the uh, subtitles on. It's the best thing in the world watching Game of Thrones with it because like there's a lot of accents and things like that, which help that. But you, it keeps you like engaged and watching and understanding what's going on because like like I said, only seven episodes in right now into back into season one, and I've already watched you know watched uh, you know multiple seasons multiple times. And you know, got through everything. I'm still picking up little things that I'd, I'd missed before, so it's a lot, but it, it's fantastic, man. It really is. But I'll check it out. So far, House of the Dragon, fantastic, love it, really into it, um, ready to get that going. Also, what's coming out this week? Because uh, if Game of Thrones is my favorite, then Lord of the Rings is right there. And the new Lord of the Rings is coming out September second. So someone likes some fantasy. I guess so. I guess that's where my uh, my allegiance is. You guys are into the superheroes and all that, and I, I'm over here playing Not superheroes I'm o- and all that. I- I'm over yeah. here playing dress up the as Gandalf. <laughs> no, 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 kidding. Superheroes and all that. Like, no, no, they're gonna start on Star Wars geez. stuff too. <laughs> Wait, well, I'm, you might have jumped shit from Star Wars. I, well, I'll tell you what. Like I said, they're throwing a lot of eh at me right now, and it's it's tough to uh, to get behind all that. But yeah. Um, yeah. Also, real quick, just to relate to sports, watch the uh, uh, um, Manta Teo. Yes, Teo uh, <laughs> documentary. <laughs> just, br- just brutal. <laughs> I, I saw a thing the other day that someone. I, what was that on? Some Monday. Oh, I was I was watching a little. I think it was a TikTok, and the, it was uh, Bert, uh, the comedian. Um, Krishner. Cr- yeah, Krishner. He said, everyone in America just owes uh, Teow just a dollar for what he had to go through. Because that dude, just an absolute saint, just getting absolutely <laughs> catfished the way he did. <laughs> now, he did a lot to himself by being that naive and a lot. Gullible. But if you realize Aloof. how the story goes, how to a T this thing was, 
I mean, damn, dude got got. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, that was a really good documentary. I had had to check that one off. And the next one I'm excited about is the um, Woodstock '99. So. Oh, that, that was really good. I watched that on Netflix. I'm trying to get through that one next. I can't watch the Manti Teo one because I know there's going to be scenes from when they played OU that year, yeah, and that is. One. That is, uh, as far as sports history goes, OU getting spanked at home and then James Harden getting traded in from uh, Thunder. That was a it was a rough day. Yep. Nope. I'm uh, I'm at OU at the time. You know, the greatest setting and just you know game I've ever been to. Everything that was going on, the festivities, the the giant ass American flag and fireworks before the the game, the flyover, strike Every, stadium. Everything is perfect. Absolutely perfect. Had an extra ticket, sold it for like 300 bucks before the game. I mean, everything was just going so well. <laughs> and then the game happened. <laughs> and Blake Bell's fumbling on the one and, you know, uh, just missed field goals. And, you know, I mean, it was just unbelievable. So we can, yeah, leave that outside. Obviously, I'm not, you know, living in the past on that one. Yeah, sure. Uh, but, yeah, anyway, I just felt terrible for the guy because he really did go through a lot. And the, the whole problem was everyone just thought he was gay afterwards. Yeah, that sucks. And it was just like, that's rough. I mean, literally, he's having to go on shows and, like, defend himself. I, can't remember, I think it was, like, Oprah or it was one of these big talk shows or whatever. And he's on there. And, uh, oh, it was Katie Couric. Um, and she was, like, talking. She goes, are you gay? And he was, like, no. <laughs> like, far from it. I was ready for him to just be, like, no, I'll, I'll bang you right now. Yeah. Like, what do you want me to do here? Because he got a bad rap, man. And He did, fact, unfortunately. He seems, like, actually a very nice guy. To be as as good of a football player as he was, because, I mean, at that time, he not only was he a first-round pick, but, I mean, he could he was, like, the top defensive player. Everything you remember, he finished second in the Heisman. Yeah. I mean, everything was going his way. And then he just lost his mojo. I mean, it was just gone because he was never the same in the NFL. No. Oh, got drafted in the second round. Well, a few things have that happened. Then the national championship happened yeah. where they faced Bama, and Bama just overwhelmed him. Oh, it was bad. and then he tested terribly at the combine, mm-hmm. and it just it just went down. It getting a lot of that might have had to do with what went, what happened. But I mean, yeah, it's just you know, unfortunately, some the catfishing thing doesn't hopefully happen as much. But sometimes you just don't – you flake out in the NFL. Yep, for sure. Antoine, you got anything you want to add before we leave? Uh, no. I'm ready. I'm just sitting here thinking about food, honestly. <laughs> and how I'm tired of seeing your butt crack, so we need to get a new arrangement. <laughs> <laughs> we We're in a new- very weird <laughs> – like, I didn't Dynamic. Know, we need triangle. to get a new arrangement I don't next know time. What to uh, <laughs> what to put us in here? But yeah, we're in a weird spot. But that would have been, been perfect podcast if you would have won over like dropped the quarter down. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's why we need the visual for the recording the podcast. But well, guys, that does it for us. Uh, thanks for listening. Make sure you're following us on social media. Um, at your mom's favorite threesome on Twitter and Instagram. We'll be posting all our picks and uh, things like that on here through football season and uh, trying to keep up with things um, you know that we've got going. So make sure you follow us on there. Uh, otherwise, guys, we will catch you later. Boomer sooner. Football season's back, baby. Let's go. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. Let's get it.